Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. We have a fantastic new episode on all the crazy Twitch drama that has occurred within the past week. It's honestly been insane. It doesn't matter. XQC is a child. Even though he's 27 years old, he is literally a man-child, a baby, okay? He behaves like a spoiled little kid because he is a spoiled little kid. Okay, so let's get started. So basically, it all starts with shit camp. Ship Camp is an event that is put on by QT Cinderella, a fantastic streamer. It happened last year and then, you know, went great for everybody. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody thought it was great. But, you know, some problems did occur this year when um, XQC said he would not be going. And the way XQC said he would not be going, you know, well, it wasn't great. He, he typed it in his offline chat in a very XQC style. And, um, yeah, they didn't appreciate it too much. Um, QT kind of threw off. It caught everybody by surprise. But the way he kind of like um, said it was he said he wasn't going because Soda Poppin wasn't going as well. Now, that seems kind of petty, and it got into all this kind of drama already surrounding Shit Camp about who's going and then who was not. And then. The drama continues when during shit camp, or like slightly after, E-Rob, who is also there, gets banned. Now, he gets banned um, for five days, I think, because he um, said that he would beat up one of his viewers in real life. Now, it was one of a jo it was like a joke. He like was typing with a viewer. You know, you can have as much as uh, Ludwig says, no parallel social relationships. You can have relationships with your viewers. And he was like, oh, if you ever show up at TwitchCon, I'm going to beat you up. You know, I'm going to beat you up. And they give him a five-day ban for that. So then, you know, a five-day ban wasn't enough. They looked at this case, and they're like, okay. So they said, okay, you know, we saw that you only just, like, threatened a viewer. It's probably joking. So we're going to ban you for 30 days instead. Now, obviously, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. There was a streamer a few, I think, weeks or even days back who had literally had sex live on stream, which is crazy, or got banned, but for five days, which is crazy. E-Rob gets banned for 30 days for saying he's going to beat a viewer, and this woman who had live on stream gets banned for five. That's wild already. So then, after this, you know, shit camp is like, oh, a lot of a lot of rounded already. XQC um, is on stream, and he sees a podcast posted by Soda Poppin. Now, Soda Poppin had posted this podcast with his brother, talking about the drama in which he says that, like, yeah, I let everybody know, like, a long time in advance, even though I was there last year, that I wasn't going to be there this year. I knew this um, World of Warcraft event was coming out, and I decided that, like, I wouldn't be attending. So, yeah, it's, like, their fault. And then XQC felt backed into a corner, you know? Um, he didn't really know, like, what to do. I think that backed into a corner may have been Ludwig's words. And so he says, yes, this is a situation where I had to choose between um, adept, I think he used a real name. It was like emotional and stuff in my family. And now he just like releases this live on stream, right? Just live on stream tells this to all his fans. Like I had to make a choice. I kind of, I, I was cornered into choosing between, um, family and Sammy. And unfortunately what happened is that, um, I, I kind of just chose family, which is kind of crazy. Now, you know, the question is, which I think many people have had why didn't he just say, you know, that he had personal issues in the beginning? Why did he have to create this whole drama with Soda Hobbit? You know, I think 
that you could have alluded to that something was going on in your family without having to make such a big deal about it. Like, it, it was kind of crazy the way he went about it. It would have been a lot easier and I think a lot more acceptable if he said, oh, yeah, I just have, you know, personal issues so I can't make it, rather than just making this whole drama up about Soda Pop. So then XQC says this, right, live on stream. And then Adep sees this, who was, you know, XQC's girlfriend, the one who he had the personal issues with and stuff's going on between. So then they get live on stream, or she goes live on stream and starts talking about it. Yeah, of course, he's only saying nice things about me to and manipulate everyone. Uh, like, I get that. This is, this is actual cringe. Uh, I don't know why he feels like he needs to announce things. I asked him to give me a moment of privacy so that y'all didn't do exactly what the fuck all of you are doing right now. Now, there's something in the streamer world which just does not make sense. People want content, so you know, that they, they talk about anything on stream. And often it's people talking about other people's drama. But what I tend to not understand is when people go out on stream and start talking about their own drama. That just does not really make sense to me. Um, yeah, it doesn't really check out. <laughs> so, after that happened, you know, after they were both went live, they had a really genius idea. Really genius idea. What if we both go on stream in a call and hash this out? They had both went on a stream. I think it ended up having 120,000 viewers in a call and talked about the relationship. To the point where Adept began to cry as they publicly broke up in front of 120,000 people. I go all the way. I don't have any things above my head all f day. I can't do this with you anymore. You are not a victim okay, here. I'm, you have never not, been a victim okay, here. Okay. I'm done speaking with okay, you. You are well. not a victim. It's, it's okay. Stop victimizing okay, 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 yourself. I'm sorry. I, it, this got too heavy. I'm sorry. Now, I don't know who's pushing for this to be on stream. Maybe they're just both content brain streamers and they know they got to get it on stream. But my lord, that was a bad idea. So then shortly after this, as this is kind of happening, that stuff is huge on its own. You have in the past, which we didn't even talk about, this chess drama where Magnus Carlsen got beaten by a new grandmaster and people are convinced he's wearing some type of like He's wearing beads up his butt that vibrate to help him cheat with the engine. That's going on. And then after all that, the Slicker stuff comes out. And what the Slicker stuff is, is Slicker, um, a very prominent streamer, you know. People know him. Everybody has, I feel like a lot of people have heard the name Slicker, even if you don't necessarily watch him. But he comes out, and it's revealed that he has scammed people for, I think, over $300,000. So, boom. Another Twitch bomb is getting crazy so Ludwig has revealed that he has given Slicker money Slime Ludwig's like you know Compadre also given Slicker money fans have been asked by Slicker for money Trainwreck gave Slicker I think a hundred grand stuff is crazy and it's revealed that Slicker had all these kind of gambling debts from gambling on tennis and golf so he just kept you know throwing all the money away so then he had to kind of um keep asking other people for money and he would just ask every single person he knew he would send him a video like oh yes um my bank account it's not working so i need your help you know just send me the money and then we can figure this all out i promise thanks for helping a brother out yo typhoon what's up baby um i hope you don't hate me on this 
It's so cringe, and I'm cringe for asking my brother, please do not hate me. Please, keep it personal as well. Basically, um, my bank account got locked. This has happened for like three, four days. I've been asking around people. Sadly, um, today, well, tomorrow is the last day. And he like, oh, while he's saying this, like he's awkwardly pacing around the room. I don't really know what the strategy is here. Uh, if it, I don't know if it's to make it look normal, but he's like, I don't know. It makes me, the way he like does it, it's literally like he's like casually creating a video to ask for money. It doesn't feel like a very like, <laughs> like heartwarming, like call for help. I don't know why people helped him after these videos, but literally he's like walking around the room, just like kind of pacing like, hey, you know, maybe you can ask this guy for money. And I'm pretty sure he used like an events like Discord that Ledwig had to just start asking like random people for money that he some some streamers he, va he barely knew, and they got to the point where like fans came out. So what happened is there was this chain reaction of some fans being like, "Yo, Slicker asked me for money," and then like some maybe another fan was like, "Yeah, too," and then maybe a streamer was like, "Yeah, me too," and he didn't pay me back. And then all these streamers and all these other people are coming out to reveal that Slicker has scammed them. For over $300,000, which is just absolutely insane. I think he's been deep partnered, but even he is not banned off the platform yet. So another shout out to Twitch. Um, but that all happened, and this is drama everywhere. It was crazy, you know. But then, <laughs> there's always a but then, you know. Even though um, XQC and Ludwig offered to pay, you know, everything back to the creators... They split it half and half, and they said, yeah, we're going to like pay everybody back who gets scammed. Something else happened. People were riding off of Slicker's gambling addiction to try to ban gambling off of Twitch. Now, this is kind of, at least I feel like in my opinion, initially a shot in the dark. Slicker didn't gamble on Twitch. He like wasn't doing that. He wasn't exactly promoting gambling. He was a Twitch streamer who gambled, and then it caused a problem for everybody. But it wasn't really like his content was gambling. That's not really how it kind of worked. And that's not, that's, not, that's not how it worked. And even if he was gambling, he was gambling on things like tennis matches and golf matches. So, you know, it didn't really like exactly line up. But even though I can admit like it didn't line up, gambling is a problem on Twitch. So people thought, you know, we can make the leap. Let's go. Let's ban, you know, gambling off of Twitch. It's really bad. It, like, you know, promotes kids to gamble and lose money. That's not a good idea. We have a bunch of impressionable people on this platform. We should ban all these seedy, uh, you know, kind of sketchy gambling companies off of Twitch. And now some people who may or may not be gambling on Twitch had a problem with that. Like Trainrex, who has made so much money from gambling on Twitch, and also gambling being his main form of content, was a little perturbed by, you know, this idea to start banning gambling on Twitch to stop to start doing that. I'm gonna say this last thing and I'm going to fucking bed. I don't wanna hear about kids in my stream. I was blacklisted from their very f Among Us groups. I was blacklisted from the game that I was literally number one in because I didn't appeal to their children audiences. Uh, as, uh, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. And then as, a, as soon as I started gambling, he has child audiences that he appeals to. Huh? Huh? You blacklisted me from a game that I fucking love that I was number one in because I didn't appeal to your children, because I intimidated people, and because I was intimidating to them, and I didn't appeal to children. Suddenly I gamble, and, the, and your f narrative is I appeal to children. Like, suck my... D 
So with people hopping on the bandwagon, he was starting to fire off responses. And you know, some main people, you know, hopped on this, you know, let's ban gambling bandwagon. There's Pokimane who said, like, to ban gambling on Twitch. And then, you know, a similar friend, Mizkiff, did the same. He said, you know what? Like if you ban gambling on Twitch. So Trainwax, you know, commented on his post, something about him just being wrong. Then Mizkiff responded back, bringing this thing called Joltcoin, which is, I think, some type of cryptocurrency Trainwax tried to make that, you know, was kind of, could have been just a full-on scam. But Trainwax apparently <laughs> was not happy about Joltcoin being mentioned because he went straight for the kill. It just decided to, you know, bring it up to a thousand, a million even, um, and accused Mizkiff of sending Maya and Mitch to go cover up sexual assault allegations against Crazy Slick from another streamer. So yes, we obviously jumped from zero to 60, but that's exactly what Trainwrecks did. There was an accusation that I th- believe the streamer's name was Adriana Lee, had kind of talked about in a tweet longer how Crazy Slick had made her feel uncomfortable in a party. Um, she had gone. She wasn't feeling great. She had gone to, like, a bedroom alone. And Crazy Slick followed and, like, allegedly, like, touched, like, tried to feel for her pulse on, like, her arm and a neck in the ways that made her feel uncomfortable. But, like, that whole story, since maybe was covered up, there's kind of, like, I don't think anybody has solid information on that. Adriana Lee eventually went on stream two to try to solve this problem. Isn't the full story? It's, the Twitlonger is a diluted version of the story that was proofread by Maya OTK. It was Maya, Mitch, and Barry were there with me. But Maya had to go on stream, but like the consensus was, oh shit, like Ms. Kiff, you're not a bad person. Or no, the consensus was Ms. Kiff, you are a bad person. So now, you know, everybody's on the hate Mizkiff train right now, you know? And they're like, we don't like Mizkiff. Look what he's doing. Look what he's causing. Look what he did. So to get on this train, maybe for some clout or popularity, Ice Poseidon, you know, a former IRL streamer who Mizkiff kind of like worked with slash was friends with, just decided to, you know, throw him to the docks. And it's it's important to acknowledge that um, Ice Poseidon is not exactly uh, like a... He's not the golden boy of the Twitch community. He's not known as an angel. So even though the evidence is coming from him, it's not like he's like like some nun. He's not a great person. So he releases all these tweets of um, Ms. Kiff kind of just saying every slur in the book. And not just in like a, ooh, I'm going to say slur ways. To clarify... Saying slurs just to say them is still horrible. Some pretty bad ways. And he's like, yeah, hey, Twitter, like, look at this. Ms. Kiff, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And I think I saw something that was kind of important in all of this before I move on. Is that there's this weird culture about streamers holding this information until they need it. It's like blackmail, which is weird as um, like, Ms. Kiff, I mean, not Ms. Kiff, Trainwrex knew about this cover-up, Ice Poseidon, all this information, even though Ice Poseidon's not great, and they just held it all until they felt like, ooh, I could bring this person down, which is a really weird kind of culture to have on the platform, and I just don't particularly understand it. 
I don't think it's a great idea, and I, uh, I don't know. It's just weird in general. So, yeah. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, maybe when we see something wrong in the community or we see something wrong in the general, like, sphere of the world, we could just point it out as it's happening and not just save it away to, like, bring out when we need it, when we feel like we need to blackmail someone. Like, that just doesn't make sense doesn't work out that way it's not moral okay so all that Ms. Kiff stuff happened he announces he's taking a leave from OTK you know everybody's been shaken up and all of a sudden Twitch decides yeah you know what we're gonna listen to the people let's ban gambling and they do so they ban like a particular kind of gambling at first I thought it was all which is an interesting take and they banned kind of they decided to ban slots and, like, specifically, like, state.com and all that kind of just degenerate, like, just straight-up gambling, which, um, you know, was kind of everything the train does. And was this a good idea? I don't know. It seemed to be what the people wanted for the majority, and I, I think that's fair. Twitch, at the end of the day, has a decision to allow, like, what they want on their platform. It's no one else's decision. And I think when you have a lot of impressionable kids – and I don't know what their main, you know, audience is. I don't know what their target market is. I would assume on the younger side that it's probably, you know, morally just to not kind of show, oh, you know, spending money with, like, just kind of like this is fun, you know. You spend money and you can make more money. Look at train wrecks. Look how much money he's made on the slots. You're basically promoting kids to throw away their money. And while gambling is not inherently bad, and it does rely a lot on you know people's will to get away there are addictions to it and these kids are impressionable and i think it was a smart decision to leave you know gambling that actually kind of had a game form to it like poker out of it and blackjack because it allows that that's actual content in my mind you know it allows you to um actually like film stuff and be like oh we're doing tournaments and games that's that's how it actually works in that sense so, yeah, um, that happened. And then Twitch, the day after, decides to make another move. And they used to have, you know, this revenue split on, like, I believe, um, ads and uh, possibly subscribers where streamers would take 70% of the revenue and um, Twitch would take 30 And this was normally, like, the super big streamers would get this, like, probably, like, the top 100 most popular people you knew had the 70-30 revenue split and that's how they made so much money. Like, if you were a general partner, you would get the 50-50. But they just announced they were getting rid of the 70-30 in, like, next year. And everybody was going to be on the, the 50-50. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, why would you, like, do this right after, like, the gambling thing? And, you know, this kind of ruined your momentum. But I, like, weirdly kind of get it. Is it the right move? Probably not. You know, these streamers are all what's keeping people at Twitch. They haven't really released anything new. I think Ludwig pointed out there's not new products. The website hasn't changed at all. It's really the streamers pushing it forward. So you want to keep them happy so they don't switch to YouTube. Um, but, yeah, like, this revenue split. Like, I get why they did this the day after. People were like, why would they ruin their good publicity? I think it's because they were like, let's just let's do it at a time where, like, you know, our stock is up almost. We're riding high, which kind of makes sense to me. Like, they figured if we're in good graces with the community now, how low can we really go if we do this? 
because now it's like kind of being balanced out by two on both sides. So I, I, I think I kind of get like the PR behind it. But was it a good decision? Uh, probably not. I mean, I don't think I have enough expertise on it. I'm just going to go straight off what Ludwig said and uh, Moist Critical said. But it seems like um, it's good to keep the streamers happy and people should get paid for what they do. Although streaming, you know, is probably considered an easy job to most. You know, you want people to get paid. You want people to be able to make their livings. That's really important. So, yeah. Um, I think that basically concludes all of the drama that went on and what we're up to. I appreciate um, you guys listening to all of it. And I'm sorry I haven't had a podcast in a while. I uh, moved to college. Um, so, yeah, I'm on a different setup and all of this, which is kind of crazy. I'm still getting used to how the audio works. I may try to invest my own mic. I'm kind of, like, booking one for a bit. But I have this, like, the provided this whole soundboard, which is pretty crazy. It has, like, all these, like, laugh tracks and stuff. Like, um, why did the chicken get across the road to get to the other side? I could do that and everything, which is crazy. And there's all sorts of stuff, I think. Um, you know, hey, guys, um, laugh if you think I'm, like, the funniest person on the planet. <laughs> like, I got that that stuff now, which is absolutely wild. But I'm still kind of getting used to the mic setup, so the audio might be a bit iffy until I fully figure it out. Uh, I've never worked with a soundboard before. I just kind of did it straight up. But I think once we get this down, we can produce some really good episodes, and I can have guests over the phone, and I think it's going to be really, really awesome. Now, I haven't done this in a while, so my throat is getting a bit tired. Um, but thank you all for listening, and I will check your reviews right now. On Thursday, we got a review. Um, it says Rip Techno, five stars from Greek God 101, of course. September 5th, we got a review from the PVP King, uh, all about techno. Uh, he, Technoblade, shall never die. Technoblade shall live through our hearts. PVP hero, he's legendary. He's a simp, you're funniest, I might add. You made watching YouTube well. Really, his channel a lot more enjoyable. So, yeah, I think those are the two most recent reviews. I'm sorry if I missed any, but it's good to be back, and I hope to stay for a while, and I hope to figure out this audio soon so we can get the best episodes possible. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>